Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. Let's flip it to the other side, Cordell um, Ravens offense, who has really played well. I know that in the first week there was some rust. However, they definitely still scored 25 points. I think that that's something that we have to acknowledge, right? And then against the Bengals, they looked really good. They looked in sync. Um, And for the most part, they definitely clicked much better this week than they, uh, last week, excuse me, than they did in week one against the Houston Texans. So now you're playing against the Indianapolis Colts. And already, as we mentioned, the weather is potentially a factor. And, Look, there's some injuries. Justice Hill apparently is dealing with a foot injury, although he is believed to not be serious and he claims that he'll be ready to go on Sunday. They have then since picked up Kenyon Drake, who was on the Ravens roster last year. They put him on the practice squad. We know Melvin Gordon was activated last week, but I don't recall seeing Melvin Gordon play. So, I mean, I think that they were completely okay with the tandem of Hill and Gus Edwards. Um, But this is a defense that has some names when you start looking. And Quiddy Pay is a guy that, you know, you're familiar with. DeForest Buckner is a guy. Mm -hmm. Shaq Leonard. There's players on this team that you're familiar with on the other side of the ball for the Indianapolis Colts. So, again, um, look. The offensive line has played really well. And I think particularly against the Bengals last week, who has had strong fronts in the past over the past few years. And so when you see the guys like Buckner, like Quiddy Pay, um, being out there, and you look at what the offensive line was able to do last week, these guys are good players. And I'm not going to sit here and, and, and take that away from them at all. But you have to feel comfortable going into this game knowing that this offensive line held their own with two new guys on the line and found a way to make this work. Do you think that it will be a, a harder challenge this week against the Indianapolis Colts, or do you expect them to kind of hold their own again this week? I could see both scenarios, but – You look at it historically, especially in the AFC North, when AFC North teams come out of a division game, the next week usually isn't great for them just because, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of energy invested in those AFC North matchups. It's those games are so physical. 
Um, and for the Ravens going to Cincinnati, getting that win. That, I mean, that seemed like a, a, a big emotional win for them at the time. Uh, granted, it was only a week two game, but it's a division game and it puts Cincinnati at 0-2 and 0-2 in the division. So it was it, it had a lot of meaning to it. I'm so not you, you thinking I mean, it's gonna be some you think it's gonna be some some coming down a little bit and that they're gonna come out flat? I'm, Is that what we're thinking? I'm here? just leaving some room for that. I'm okay. not expecting them to, okay. but I'm I'm going to leave some room for some early game rust. Not saying that it'll go this, you know, it'll be bad all game, but I it wouldn't shock me if that if the Ravens' offensive line does have their struggles early with this defensive front. The reality is, and I spoke to Lawrence Owen from the Believe podcast. He came on my show uh, on Tuesday, uh, and he said it as well. Look, the strength of that that Colts defense is their front seven. Yep. That, that's what it is. And the Colts know that. Um, so those guys are going to, they, they understand that if, if they're going to win, it's going to come through them. And that's when you're going to get those, the DeForest Buckner can really wreck games. I mean, that's, yes, that's the type of player uh, that he is. Shaquille Leonard could do the same thing. Um, uh, Zaire Franklin, he's a guy that's been flying all over the field in the first yeah. And you're able, to, you're, you're able to do that when your front seven is, is exactly. doing what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Sure. So, I, I mean, I, I am leaving room for that. Um, but it's I, I also don't think it's wrong to feel confident in this Ravens front group, front, uh, front line, considering what we saw them do out in Cincinnati. I mean, Patrick McCarry is a guy that everybody trusts. It's, it's nothing new there. And Sam Mustafa had himself a really good game, and he's a starter in this league anyway. I mean, it, it wasn't anything new for him going out there on Sunday. So, I mean, there's reasons to be confident in what the Ravens are go- uh, should be able to do on Sunday. I mean, at the end of the day, Lamar Jackson is still back there. Gus Edwards ran the ball well. They spread the ball all over the field, and the Ravens will have the advantages on the perimeters. Uh, the the front the front seven may be good, but that secondary is is kind of up for grabs right now. That that's where the Ravens are going to make are going to win the game. I believe is in their matchups. That's why Zay Flowers could be in line for a big game this week. I, I honestly believe this could be the best game Zay has had in the early portion of this season come Sunday because they're going to ha- the Ravens are going to give them a lot of matchup problems. I don't know if they have – I don't think they have a corner uh, corner group that can guard Zay, that can guard Bateman and Nelson Aguilar when he's out there. Also, Mark Andrews in the middle. I mean, Shaquille Leonard will probably be have, – have take on the role of not only watching Mark Andrews but also trying to put pressure on Lamar. He may be the spy guy at times because he can run. Um, so I, it's going to be – um, a, a, a back and forth situation because I think both sides, while I think the Colts have the advantage in the trenches, I will give them that. Um, I think the Ravens have the advantage on the perimeter. And I think that's what the Ravens want anyway. The Ravens will take that because ideally in this offense, specifically in the passing game, the ball should be coming out of Lamar's hands quick. So that work, that, that, that'll be fine. I think running the ball there, they can run the ball in their sleep. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't the Colts the team that Lamar had the over 500 yards of total offense against? That's over- correct. Yeah, so I mean, not to say that history will repeat itself on Sunday, but 
he has had, you know, they've had success against the Colts um, in the past. And I, I don't see why this week will be any different, but I, I will acknowledge that the Colts front seven is legit. I agree with that. Um, I definitely think that this is, this is a Todd Munkin game, I think. And I say that because with the weather being unpredictable at this point, because the storm is supposed to be moving out, but by but in moving out, it's potentially supposed to be windy, right? And I think that I say this is a tall monkey game because he is going to be able to maneuver and 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 make and put in specific packages however he sees fit. So if it's still windy, you can add two tight ends in that regard. Um, if you you know if you don't feel like comfortable, you know passing the ball, you can run the ball. Have your two tight ends out there. Get some play action in. Get and who's going to cover Mark Andrews? I mean, again, I know their front seven is good, but Mark Andrews is still Mark Andrews, very mm-hmm. much so. If you feel like that you're not really going to be able to move the ball down the field, I do think that Zay is where this comes in because we know that they love those plays to try to get Zay the ball in the flat and try to make a man miss. So then that's perfect because you're not necessarily throwing the ball deep downfield because Zay is so elusive. You can kind of give it to him in short yardage, intermediates, longs, whatever. It doesn't matter um, if you are able to move the ball. If it's not as windy, like you said, now you have the vertical threat. And as long as the offensive line finds a way to hold up, which you could still utilize two tight end sets in that regard, right? Or you can use Pat Ricard to come in as a sixth blocker to help you in, in that move. Then you can still move the ball because, like you said, if you can protect Lamar, the defensive backfield for them, then it becomes murky because you're going to pick the Ravens and their pass catchers against their defensive backs any day of the week. Once you can get past that front seven, I think it, it's, I don't want to say food season. I don't want to go that far. I don't want to be disrespectful, but you get my point. It yeah. really is making sure that you keep eight upright and that you keep him comfortable in the pocket. And Again, you can really utilize that in different ways depending on the weather. And I do think that that's the advantage that the Ravens have that the Colts don't have now that we assume Anthony Richardson is not going to play. They become more limited, but the Ravens have so many different weapons and so many different formations that they can use based on how they feel like it is outside that it could give, it will keep them on the field longer, obviously, and they can move the chain. So it'll be interesting to see how they figure out, well, what are we going to do in this situation and how they predict themselves based on the weather outside. But I absolutely think that the Ravens are in a much better position to move based on, Oh, is it raining? Oh, is it sunny? Oh, is it wind? Or is it windy as opposed to what the Indianapolis Colts can do? They are very limited in that regard.